to the Christian Heritage Series with Leah and Michelle. We are so excited to be here with you guys. Now we are, I don't mind telling this for our Bright Down viewers, but we are filming this on Wednesday. So if you're watching this back on Sunday, then you just can go back and watch the replay. But we want to get you guys excited that today on Wednesday, the 26th of April, we are going to be, we have the privilege of live streaming a very special event. We were invited to be there, we couldn't make it, but we have, so some of our best friends in the whole wide world are there. Robert got, and Jamie Ag from Banners for Freedom. Dr. John Diamond, Tanya Joy Gibson, uh, Catherine, um, oh my gosh, what's her last name? Camp. Um, Donica Hudson. Donica Hudson. Leo Jack and Nancy. Stegman, Leo and Nancy. Um, of the Jenny Museum in Plymouth. Lieutenant P.F. Chambers. So, and then in addition to that, you got, you know, a couple lesser known people like Glenn Beck, David Barton, Michelle, Michelle Bachman, William Federer. That's a joke. That's me being sarcastic. But we, they are going, they are at, today, in Virginia, they are at the first landing. Now, we did our event in Plymouth, Massachusetts, 1620. Yeah. The pilgrims came. You guys know the story. You're very, very familiar with it. But there's something that goes back just a little bit further to 1607. Yeah, to 1607. So I'm going to go to their website. Uh, and this was written by uh, Christy Nicole Lucas. On a sunny afternoon, those attending the second annual school leadership conference took a tour that every Christian should experience. Growing up in Virginia, I had visited Cape Henry. And Donica told us that it wasn't actually uh, Jamestown where the they landed and, and planted the cross and really made a covenant with god that's what this is about making covenant with god a few times before but never had it meant so much as it did to her this day here the shore comes to a point and jets out where the atlantic ocean meets the chesapeake bay i knew it was part of my american christian heritage but i had not recognized it as the culmination of events leading up to our provincial providential place in his story According to a written account by a local historian, James uh, Bowder, America was consecrated to God hundreds of years prior to first landing. Get this, in 1607. As early as 555 AD, evangelists came to the New World in hopes of sharing the gospel with the inhabitants of this uncharted territory. Voyagers from the Celtic Church were followed by Christian Icelanders, Welsh Christians came in the 1200s, in the 1400s, in the 1500s, in in the early 1500s, a Christian explorer from Bristol, Sebastian Cabot, mapped the entire east coast of North America and claimed it for England to evangelize. In 1575, the Hakluyt cousins were called by God to colonize North America and use the land as a base to fulfill the Great Commission. And then you have Sir Francis Drake, who consecrated the West Coast to God in 1580, naming the continent New Land of Righteousness. <laughs> I love that so much. In 1603, Reverend Robert Hunt met with the youngest Hakluyt cousin, who was still determined to keep his commitment. And after many attempts, the Virginia Company, backed by a private Christian business in London, sailed for the new land in 1606. I listened eagerly to historian Roy Allen Dudley's account of the first landing as we stood at Cape Henry Memorial, a cross made of replica, made to replicate the one the settlers erected on this beach in 1607. After 39 unsuccessful European attempts to establish a colony, Reverend Robert Hunt and 104 others landed on the beach at Cape Henry. 
Eager to learn what lay beyond the shore, they set out to find gold without giving thanks to God or praying over the land. One day after their arrival, two men were shot by Indians. The company then realized their next course of action. Led by Reverend Robert Hunt, the colonists followed the examples of Nehemiah 12 with a godly dedication. They worshipped, they fasted, and asked for forgiveness and dedicated Virginia, America, at the time, all of North America, to God. They erected a cross and held a service that included the reading of Deuteronomy 8. Come on. America was first consecrated to God by Christians who landed on our shores before 1607. Consecration placed a hold on the land and set it apart for a sacred purpose. It was not until 1607 when the settlers dedicated, solemnly devoted, totally giving a person or thing to God, the land that for its purpose came to fruition. This is profound. We are so blessed as a nation that many have no idea of the source of their blessing. This is his land. Yes, he is sovereign over all nations, but particularly America. Only two nations in history of the world have dedicated their land at the inception of their nation, Israel and America. When the Virginia settlers stood at Cape Henry and dedicated this land to God, they left us with an enormous responsibility to learn and to remember his word, to make sure that each generation grasped the gravity of our history. Like Hecklut and the Reverend Robert Hunt, the small group of principal approach leaders standing at this sacred place knew they had been called to teach his truth, his story, and his plan for America. On the beach, our group, small in number, but strong in faith, power of faith had our own rededication ceremony we placed a small cross in the sand and together spoke a reverend robert hunt's prayer over america um and this is something that we have been doing in plymouth we know that robert and jamie a banner for freedom were in virginia last year and they opened up the founder's bible and read this prayer with cassandra with cassandra watkins yeah and i would like us to go ahead we're and gonna read the prayer that isn't his, that's not the prayer. We have to find it. Are you it. sure it's not right here? We do hereby dedicate this land ourselves to reach yeah, the people Yeah, but there's more shores. to it. Are you I, sure? I thought so. Well, well, let's just read this one. You can find the rest. Okay, we, that. What's wrong with this one? You want to read what's leading up to it? I think it's a little bit. Um... Do I want to? No, I just want to read the prayer. But I thought it was a little bit longer. That's far. That's all. Where is the dedication? I think we should read this one right here. Okay, that's fine. We do hereby dedicate this land and ourselves to reach the people within these shores with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up godly generations after us and with these generations take the kingdom of God to all the earth. May this covenant of dedication remain to all generations as long as this earth, earth remains and may this land along with England be evangelist to the world. May all who see this cross remember what we have done here and may those who come here to inhabit Join us in this covenant and in this most noble work that the Holy Scriptures may be fulfilled. Psalm 22, 27 through 28. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among nations. Yeah. Now, I think it keeps going because this is modern English paraphrase. So they've paraphrased. This is. Okay. Almighty and merciful God, 
This is a prayer. Let us never stray from the commission to which thou hast called us to bring the inhabitants of this land to the knowledge of thy kingdom. Help us to be bearers of thy truth to those who sorely need to receive it. Hasten the day, O God, when the knowledge of thy son shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And even if we should fall short in thy calling, thou shalt stir up our children after us and bestow upon them this blessed land. Let us add our might to the treasury of heaven. Use us, O God, weak instruments as we are for the building up of thy kingdom which shall be gathered from all corners of the earth. Let it be said that God has made his ways known upon earth and his saving help among all nations. In the name of our Holy Savior, amen. Amen. All right, so if you go to the home screen, they have these short uh, snippets here. Scroll down. And I want to play some of these. Well, I want to show before no, we get okay. to that, um, they, they've added this. This is brand new. Um the live stream begins at 1230. And you guys can watch that on Rumble, right? And on our Rumble. Rumble. So there's, there's their link. You can feel free to use theirs. It doesn't matter. But we will be live streaming this on our channel. There will not be a Revelation Red Pill on our channel tonight. But it will be on the Kingdom Roundtable's Rumble channel. Because we will be doing it. Um, and then there will be an intermission. And then around 630, the gala dinner starts. And the live stream will just continue. That, that intermission will just kind of play. So you can just use these links. So I just wanted to let you guys know. Um, all right. So I think this is the one that's the prayer you just prayed. That's the one we just prayed. So here's some of the start at the beginning. Whoa. Keep, it's, I think, um, keep going. Um, no, back that's to Oregon. Yeah. When we look at what is a major problem in America, we have a spiritual problem. And unless we go back to our roots, to where we first came to this country, and rededicate the nation back to God, uh, I think we'll go, uh, go and continue into decline. Jack Stagman, at the last time we did this back in July, really distilled it down to one thing that he felt God was speaking to his heart about, back to origins. I was asked to pray over the event and in the middle of the prayer the Lord arrested me I could feel his presence I mean I was just blown away and about a week later I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I was praying and said Lord what does this mean and this is what was downloaded into my spirit go back to origin go back to origin and you can imagine at three o'clock in the morning kind of scratched my head with what little hair I've got left on it go back to origin Go back to origins. And as he was seeking the Lord what that meant, I believe the Lord told him you need to hold a recovenanting ceremony on the 416 year anniversary of this event. That is where the gospel first came to America, where the covenant was first read and that prayed over in America. And therefore, that had to be the key place where we had to go back. I truly believe the first landing is you know, our group, the, the team that we all are a part of here, rely or have established one basic premise, is that God has never forgotten this covenant we have. Because America's not over. America's in an awakening. America's in a rebirth. And, a, and you have to almost have a death before you have a resurrection. But America will arise with light and glory like never before. And I don't believe we'll be a part of this beast system because we're going to resist it and the glory of God will come upon America one more time.
What a hopeful message, man. Hallelujah. We've got, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, you can just scroll to the next one. We started off in a no, small way, but one. you know what? No, keep going. Okay. All right. I call it the Gideon 300. Okay. It was amazing what Gideon achieved with 300 people. Gideon actually conquered a mighty army with a, with a cadre of 300 men. And it doesn't take every, it's not going to take all the pastors in America to wake up and, and, and smell the roses, if you will, and get involved. It's, it's going to be a remnant. It's not going to be a majority. God doesn't need the whole world to participate in this. We're calling for as many people to participate in this as possible. Yeah. But, you know, God always uses a remnant, right? Gideon's 300. He, he whittled it all the yeah. way down to that. You know, he only used mm -hmm. 12 disciples um, to begin mm -hmm. to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. And so, um, you know, he doesn't need numbers. He just needs, he needs some hearts and he needs a moment. And so I believe that the multiplication is going to come at a level that we've got no idea how to transform America. And we need help right now. America is at the crossroads. And if we don't get involved, uh, America's gone. So we're not going to let America go because we're hanging on. And we're going to do our very best, uh, all of us together. And you know, the scriptures talk about where there is unity, God commands a blessing. And I've never seen so much unity as a group that we're working with. We believe it'll be a remnant. We believe with God, all things are possible, that, that God can save this country if we will give ourselves to him wholeheartedly. The, the Lord is gracious, right? There's gonna be a lot of grace in this for, mm -hmm. for, for us to be able to come back to him and say, will you forgive us? Will you take us back? And you know what? The Lord's gonna say, absolutely. I'm so glad that you were back here uh, recovenanting with me because I have great plans for the future of this nation. that and we'll do this and do it right yet uh, I, I think that our relationship with god I, th I know a number of people have just walked away from god I, you know virginia beach is not unlike uh, a lot of other cities in the united states where there are um, a ton of people who are here that were in a relationship with god at some point and maybe in a growing relationship with him and just have walked away we've gone down some some trials we shouldn't you know that has you know, given that separation from God. So what you're doing now, I think is, uh, it's crucial. And I think it's super timely on what's going on in the atmosphere and in this country and to pull us back to where we're supposed to be. I'm convinced that America is under the judgment of God for its many sins, but that God in his mercy is bringing forth events like this to heal the land so that he can prepare a church uh, to, to repent, pray, and work together in, in collaboration with each other to prepare so that he can have a holy church to release a third great awakening on America. We, we don't like it, but you know, really the church thrives during times of adversity. Uh, you know, it's um, sometimes the church doesn't thrive so much during times of prosperity. Uh, you know, Chuck Swindoll said that years ago that uh, your Christ-likeness is really marked by how you respond to God during times of prosperity because everybody wants to proud of God during times of adversity. It's just so appropriate for this moment to hold this, this re-covenanting event where we go back to the Lord and, and we repent as a nation 
and we ask him to, to, to remarry us. I feel like we've kind of, you know, we had a divorce God, but we've kind of walked away from him. And, you know, maybe, um, you know, we walked away from our first love, right? And we got involved in things we shouldn't have gotten involved in, but there was a spirit attached to that, right? Because this nation does love God and the people of this nation love God. This country was created out of their love for God. And uh, it's it's pretty um, sombering to know that, uh, you know, he loves America. He loves America. We never fully turned away. We just kind of, I don't know how else to say, we kind of cheated on him a little bit, right? And when we're coming back to him and we're repenting for that. We're saying, Lord, take us back. Take us back. We we remarry us. Oh, that's so good. I do believe because we serve a redemptive God, a God who is um, about restoration, that he has not served us a certificate of divorce. A pastor friend of mine, one of his favorite things to say is God ain't done with America yet. That's not maybe the best English, but I think it's absolutely a, a true statement. It is not a finality of divorce. It is an invitation so that America is not divorced from him. We are given a window of opportunity to divorce the world so that we can recovenant with him. And he is talking to the church in this hour. And I really believe that this is a time for the body of Christ to rise up and uh, be much more involved and politically engaged than they ever have been before, possibly. And uh, this is also a, a season where I think he's refining us a lot as a nation. I believe we have a window of time. I believe we are treading on ice we are maybe separated currently, if you want to look at it in that context, because as a nation, many have walked away from the biblical truths of how we should live our life. And he's asking us to repent and come back to him. So I don't see a finality with America. I actually have great hope. And that is why I'm so burdened to repent. But there is a justice. There is an invitation to repentance so we don't have judgment and we don't have a finality of divorce. But we have this opportunity to turn, to turn from our wicked ways, to, to cry out to him, to repent and to move forward in holding up our side of that covenant for this nation really good and i'd like for you to uh, go back to the main page and i want you to bring up and play part of um donica hudson um and her interview with glenn beck welcome to the glenn beck program I have to tell you, God works in really mysterious ways. Um, we were going to do a Gettysburg um, restoring event. It was called Restoring the Covenant. And then what happened? Uh, COVID. And we were deep financially into it and everything else. And that went away quickly. Uh, and I have felt that a covenant needed to be made for years we are a covenant people and a covenant with god 
is really important. If you make a covenant with God and you break it, all of those blessings go away. All of those protections go away. Everything goes away. And we have break, broken our covenant made by many times in our country's history uh, by our leaders. Uh, we have to make it again, and we have to uh, beg for forgiveness. That we, we get it. We know. We know what we've done. So I wanted to do that a few years ago. I get an, uh, a video from a woman named Donica Hudson, and she is. Uh, she said, I'm listening to you. I don't even remember what show it was. I'm listening to you, and you have to be at this event. So I checked into it, and I'm going to be at this event next Wednesday, uh, and Donica is on with me Today. now. Hello, Donica. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. So tell me what this event is. This event is called the First Landing 1607 Declaration of Covenant. And we are so glad and thankful that you'll be there as our keynote speaker for the gala dinner because you do understand covenant. <laughs> God will not be mocked. That's the most important thing of a covenant. God will not be mocked. Don't get into Amen. a covenant lightly with him because he'll keep his promise. Um, all right, so the first landing, 1607, we're talking Jamestown, right? That's correct. Actually, the first landing was at Cape Henry. Okay. And then the colonists uh, moved, it took two weeks, and they went down the river and uh, established Jamestown. So a lot of people don't know, it's not in many of the history books, surprise, surprise, that when the colonists landed on April the 29th of 1607, they planted a huge wooden cross in the sand. They knelt, they took communion, and they dedicated themselves and this land to God. This land meaning the entire continent. And not only did they, did they do that, Glenn, they prayed that America would be evangelist to the world and that generations to come after them would return and look at that cross and join them in this covenant. And that's exactly what we're doing. So where is this happening? This is happening at Virginia Beach, Virginia, at the Delta Marriott. It's actually near the first landing cross that's on a military base. And we're bringing a big wooden cross to the sand there mm -hmm. so that people can literally do what the covenant calls us to do. Look at that cross and remember what the founders of America did when they dedicated this nation to God. So the covenant I've, I've read, and the, are you going to actually speak the covenant? Or are you asking people just to do it on their own? Well, if you go to our website, you'll see that I have written a declaration of covenant. Mm -hmm. And in that, we in unison recovenant with the founding colonists' Good. original words. And I actually had that prayer in my book, Pray America Great. And that's how I got connected to help co-found this event with the visionary, Reverend Jack Stagman. So what we're doing is acknowledging that we are a Christian nation, that the colonists did, in fact, do exactly what I just outlined, and that we intend to continue to join the colonists in this covenant. Because if we don't, it's like you said in, in your incredible email to me, Glenn, that I read over and over again because it was so powerful that this is the only way that we save America. It is.
Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, so um, uh, is there a recognition? Because I, I read maybe a, a, another something else posted on the website. I don't remember what it was, but it was yeah. it was really a prayer of recognition of, wow, we've screwed things up. Please forgive us. Exactly, exactly. And if you go to firstlanding1607.com, you can click on the Declaration of Covenant. It's actually a downloadable PDF so that you can actually agree with us. We're going to be live streaming it around the world in 72 languages, real time, uh, thanks to Clout Hub. And we are going to allow people around the world to agree with us with this covenant. So go ahead and register online to do that. But yes, we do acknowledge most of the things that you broadcast and are awakening the, the Republic to realize it's why we're in this situation that we need to mm -hmm. remarry America to God. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we, 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 if I would have said this 10 years ago, uh, or certainly in 1963, uh, I would have been called a madman. But we have not just removed God. We have replaced God in our schools with uh, drag queens. Uh, yes. That's that's how insane it is. And in, it, it un is. until we humble ourselves recognize our role in this and then beg for his forgiveness and renew a covenant i don't think mm -hmm. we save america uh donica i i i can't wait to meet you um i i'm just so impressed by your initiative and what you've put together and uh i'm just thrilled that i can be there well thank you and i cannot take the sole credit for that we have a founding team of five that are working diligently together i was asked to to write the Declaration of Covenant. That's my okay. strong suit. Okay, I'm so excited. And what I want to do is we want to bring up the Declaration and um, uh, read what Donica had, has written and what they're going to rededicate today. The Declaration of Covenant event is a civil recovenanting ceremony where essentially America remarries God via the original 1607 First Landing Covenant of Dedication. Covenant is the foundation of the Bible and of this nation. From Genesis to Revelation, God weaves the covenant of grace for all ages. Jesus fulfills the old covenant as the seed of Abraham, forging a new covenant, or more aptly stated, a renewed covenant. Both the Greek kenos uh, and the Hebrew chadash uh, words for new and new covenant translate as renewed rather than brand new. So God is all about renewing the Love covenant. <clears throat> Go ahead. You want to read it? Like Israel in the Bible, America's got marital problems. Because faithless Israel had committed adultery, I gave her a certificate of divorce and sent her away. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear and prostituted herself as well. Jeremiah 3, 8. Why is God concerned about Israel and America, for that matter, being unfaithful to him? He loves us, and the nations are Jesus' inheritance. As founding father John Adams states, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Therefore, spiritually, the church must return to her first love, Revelation 2-4, both personally and civically. We must realize how God has blessed our nation as our Christian founding fathers invoked his divine protection and blessing in our founding documents, beginning with the 1607 First Landing Land Dedication Covenant. How God protected the colonists and our founding fathers in battle. Just like the first landing colonists, we must kneel to God in prayer and repentance, appealing to heaven to stop the hatred, the injustice, deceit, and satanic rise of the Antichrist one world government threatening our nation's freedom. 
you have the divine opportunity to be a part of eternal history by participating in the Declaration of Covenant on April 26, 2023. And if you're watching this while we're streaming live, that's today. You can join by live stream. From her book, Pray America Great. And you should all get done. We Hutchins have that books. book, actually. I've read it. It's so powerful. It's, it's phenomenal. So, God uh, showed Donica how to pray third heaven prayers. And I was texting this group. They kept wanting us to come. We want to be there. We're there in spirit today. We're, we're live streaming on Resistance Chicks Rumble, um, and, which is a big deal because we've had a huge audience for our Revelation Red Pill on Wednesdays. But this, is, this takes precedent. Uh, we, will be, we will still be doing our show tonight, um, the Revelation Red Pill. We will be uh, streaming that on um, Facebook and Cloud Hub. D Live and the Kingdom Roundtables Rumble channel. Exactly. And then we're going to replay that. And I'm going to tell you in a minute how our show tonight ties directly into that. But first, Michelle, do you want to tell them how um, we on Glenn Beck mentioned that he had um, been planning a recovenanting event for 2020? He um, it was actually going to start in New York, it was going to go through Plymouth, and it was going to end in Gettysburg, right? Michelle, so I get I get teary eyed when you bring it up, and here's why: because we went to Plymouth, Massachusetts, after watching Kirk Cameron's movie, The Monumental, and we watched The Monumental in 2012. Yeah, a long time ago, and we went went to Plymouth twice, and one in 2013 and one in 2014. And the second time that we went, we took two young men from Teen Challenge, and it transformed their entire world. But the first time that we went in 2013, we got a tour from. Leo and Nancy Martin, who are going to be at this event Talk in Virginia. Talk about divine appointments. I mean, this is crazy, the, the circle of all this, okay? So on when we were standing at the the Forefathers Monument, and you guys just have to watch the documentary Monumental to, to understand fully what I'm saying here. Um, but we're there, and Leo and Nancy Martin that run the Jenny Interpretive Center in Plymouth, Massachusetts, you can go there and get a tour from them. You must go there and get a tour from them. This The family vacation, you have to take. It's a pilgrimage. You have um, to. The Jenny, you can just get with me on information. I can help you get a trip there. But so, so we're standing at the monument, and we are, fl- like, just flabbergasted. We are in awe. We are just in awe at the whole story. And... We told them how we had seen Kirk Cameron's movie, The Monument- Monumental. And Leo says to us, well, you know that they are planning a big event in 2020. For the 400-year anniversary. For the 400-year anniversary. Remember, they landed on in 1620. And, they, and so the 400-year anniversary of this thing would be in 2020. Keep in mind that... In 1720, in 1820, and in 1920, they had massive anniversaries, okay? I mean, this was a huge deal for our nation. Well, I remember in 1920, there were no trains. And so it was a big deal for people to, 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 to take this pilgrimage. Maybe some tra- trains. But. So we made a commitment. And we said to Leo, obviously there are trains, but we will be there in 2020. We made a commitment. And even thinking it's seven years down the road, we'll probably be married and have kids by then. I was like picturing grabbing Like I'm going to bring my little kids. Yeah. Yeah. And for seven years, we We planned planned this trip. And I think around 2018, 2019 is when we heard that Glenn Beck and David Barton 
we're going to do this giant now, event. Now, before that, um, Glenn had, see, Glenn had been planning it for years, too. Yes. Because Leo and Nancy said that Glenn Beck was going to just get a cruise ship. Exactly. And dock people because he had been there. He had yeah. been a part. Every time anyone goes there, it's life-changing. Yeah. So he, because it's kind of, because there's not a lot of places to stay, yeah. he's like, well, why don't we just do a cruise ship? And we yes. just ferry we just... people back and forth. And so, um, you know, when uh, Kirk Cameron did the movie in 2012, it was a firestorm and Glenn Beck knew about it yeah. and everybody knew about it. And, and Glenn Beck went, I don't know if Glenn Beck went, but he he's like, we got to make this happen in 2020. So it wasn't just Glenn Beck, but everybody, Kirk Cameron, everybody like was they said, planning. There was a, there were, there were in the town of Plymouth, right? And Pastor Paul Jaley and, and the town of Plymouth. And it was going to be absolutely huge. And we kept messaging for, for like three years beforehand. Yeah. Starting in like 2017. We booked our rental. We were messaging, finish that thought. We were messaging Leo and Nancy to get information about what, this event. When should we come? When should we come? We when didn't know we when come? it was going to be. I thought it was going to be in the fall where the when the pilgrims actually landed, November 9th, my birthday, or November 11th, depending on the calendar that you're using. So we thought it would be then. No, they were going to do it on, I think, the 4th of July mm -hmm. or something like that. They were going to come through Plymouth in the 4th of July. And my... And this sounds, this may sound silly to you guys, but my hopes and joys and, and my whole life, literally the, the underlying joy besides Christ himself and my family was, we're going to be in Plymouth was, in we're going to be in Plymouth in 2020. My, and I was going to bring, I was, my dogs were going to come. We had been telling our family members, we wrote our Christmas letter at the end of 2019 was telling people we're going to take this journey and it's going to be life changing and everybody's going to go and, and like everything hinged on this and even and months going into 2020, you know, when the lockdowns happened in March, it's, you started to go, well, is this really going to happen? And, and, and it didn't, and it got canceled and it, and, and the anniversary of 1620 just kind of passed without much and note right before that in 16 they made a big deal out of 1619 trying to overshadow pre preempt why would they do this whole big 1619 project yeah if they you've did heard of it if you've heard of the 1619 project know the reason why it was even invented and done by the left was to curb and preemptively strike against what we were going to do in 16 in 2020 for the 1620 event. Yeah, they were saying Jamestown had slaves and Jamestown wasn't even founded in 1619 anyways. Right. Right. So, um it was the whole idea was to to and they had the New York Times instead of they knew they had to uh, maybe do a little snippet about 1620 and the pilgrims, but if they overshadowed it, it was a satanic assault on the pilgrims. Yeah. So this was so Two years, a year and a half goes by, roughly, and we are just like, it, you know, Plymouth hasn't gone anywhere in our hearts. Mm -hmm. I got to go. There actually was, they did do an event that year in 2020 in the fall. Um, Leo and Nancy did it with a whole group of other people in but Plymouth. But it was like around, but well, Plymouth was like a lockdown. You had to wear yeah. masks. It was pretty crazy. I wanted to be there. Remember, I was like kind of in tears, just so sad that I couldn't go. Yeah, and you we, were in we tears. We went back and forth for the last like month leading up to it. Like, should we go? We were like, no, we're not supposed to go. So a year goes by and we're in 2021 in the, in the fall, winter, going into winter. And we're talking to Scott Kesterson and I'm still telling him about Plymouth and how amazing it is. And we've got this burden on our hearts to do. Uh, an event there. Now, remember, everything was still a little bit weird 
in December, November, December in, in 2021. And Scott looked at us and he said, let's do a Bards Fest there. And we were like, uh, okay, maybe. We got on the horn with Leo and Nancy about having an event and they said yes. So then for months, we tried to decide when it should be. We looked at July 4th and long story short, we didn't do a Bards Fest, but we held an event in September of 2022, just this last September. Robert and Jamie were there. Donica was there. John Diamond was there. Scott Kesterson was there. A whole host, uh, Paul Jaley, because he's in town, he was there. Alan Keyes was there. Um, and, 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 and Brad Cummings from, Brad the, Founders Cummings from the Founders Bible was encouraging us yeah, in, was, along the way. And we did essentially what they are doing today. And we did it in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And, and, uh, and well, Pastor Devin O'Neill brought us this rededication covenant, recovenant. And we all signed it um, at, at the foot of the, the Forefathers Monument. We took three days of tours and we took everybody around Plymouth and we immersed people. And we did, you can watch all of this on our website under the covenant um, and look at the different videos that we've done there. But my point in telling that whole story is that we wanted Glenn Beck to be there. We wanted David Barton to be there. And we we only tried very mildly. We didn't try that hard because God said no. He was really holding us back from that. And we probably could have made that happen if their schedules were open. I think we had enough connections. But God said, no, I want this to be the few. And so 150 of us rededicated Plymouth and America back well, to God. And you want to know what's interesting? We called it the covenant. Only 200 people, the government will only allow, because it's a military base, will only allow 200 people down there, too. Yeah. God is about a remnant. That Gideon's God is about the Gideon's army. God is about whittling it down to who is supposed to be there. Even when the pilgrims came over here, God cut their numbers in half because the first wave is always, you know, gets hit the, hit the hardest, okay? Yeah. And... Um, you know, with us rededicating our lives and fortunes and sacred honor back to God in Plymouth, and with them doing the rededication I Craig here, Siebert was there. Craig Siebert. I want to. I don't want to forget anybody because there were so many phenomenal people there. Yeah, and then we made so many amazing relationships. Well, John Tom and, Stacey, and Alice Marchesani. Tom and Alice Marchesani. Friends. Um, they they spoke. Um, John and Stacy Barnes are going to be at the first they're landing. There right they're now. there right now for today. Um, and it's just, and so Leo and Nancy are at first landing <laughs> and, and it's just, it's amazing to me to see it come completely full circle, full circle from Glenn mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. being so heartbroken to mm -hmm. us doing the covenant yeah. and wanting Glenn and David to be there, but knowing it wasn't the right time. Glenn and David are there now mm -hmm. for this event to see Robert and Jamie and Donica and then to meet Jack mm -hmm. via Zoom, uh, Jack Stegman. All of this has just been humbling. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant P.F. Chambers is going to be there. We met him this past um, yeah, February. And at, at, he and Michael Yon were being interviewed by Mike Adams, and we just happened to be there right, right. as they were being interviewed. And we've done what we did three of the um, Raw and Real episodes with Tanya Joy Gibson. Yeah, She's yeah. going to be there singing. Yeah. Um, we did an interview with Catherine Camp. She's going to be there because she lives there. I mean, it's just all of this stuff has come completely full circle. And I just, I'm overwhelmed. Now, some of you may be asking, then why aren't you guys there? I don't know. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now if you let me Go get ahead. to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tonight on a Revelation Red Pill, 
We are going to... And Judd is there right uh, now. Is he really? So it's everybody. Woo! Everybody. Awesome. So tonight on our Revelation Red Pill, we're going to discuss the land covenants Ooh. with God. Okay? Understanding that as we are... All these people came to dedicate the land to God. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. You know, the past 100 years, we have seen what's called the third industrial revolution. The first and second industrial revolution. You saw the cotton gin. You saw in, in uh, advancement with the plow. You had uh, cast iron stoves. Those kind of things. But something happened when Vanderbilt built his railroad system across America and started to chunk away at the United States. And then you had uh, other big tycoons rush, kind of come to the surface with um, John D. Rockefeller and Standard Oil. And then you had Carnegie and, and he wanted to make his mark on the world and he um, pushed for steel and turn these cities that everybody says, what happened to beautiful buildings? Yeah. Steel. <laughs> Steel and concrete, baby. Okay. You're not going to build anything beautiful. It's all going to be harsh if it's steel and concrete. So true. Okay. So you go in these cities and they are, they are not good for your soul. All right. One of the things that Lord has spoken to me years back was that I work with the organic and he led me to Deuteronomy 8. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God swore to your fathers. And you shall remember the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you. He allowed you to hunger. He fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. That he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That manna was representation of Christ. Hmm. Your garments didn't wear out on you, nor did your foot swell for these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastises his son, so the Lord chastises you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord. You shall walk in his ways and fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A land full of sky rises. Oh, wait. No. A land full of brooks of water, fountains and springs, cars, motorcycles. No. no. That will flow out of the valleys and hills. A land of McDonald's. No. A land of wheat and barley. Of GMOs and no, of <laughs> vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of vegetable oil and cottonseed. No, a land of olive oil and refined sugar. No, honey, a land in which you will eat bread from the grocery store that never molds. No, without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of who, whose hills you shall dig paper dollars, copper. <laughs> and when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God in the good land he has given you. Beware that you, not, you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full, 
and have built your beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. And when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there is no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna. Remember, it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God, and follow other gods, and serve them and worship them, I will testify you this day, that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord God destroys before you, you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. The thing that we are missing in the covenants is that we have these gods and we don't know that we're serving them. Mm. We have to repent of the paper dollar. We have to repent of the third industrial revolution because we're on the verge of the fourth industrial revolution where AI takes over all and we're run by computers. Right. How far is too far? The third industrial revolution. Right. My mom does these shows all the time. She's like, we need to go back to horses. And everybody thinks she's just crazy. But if you go back to Deuteronomy 8, we have put other gods before God. Come on. To get your, your gas-powered horse and buggy, two people have to work. Moms are shoving their children into daycare. And you know I have never met one child who said, I love daycare. Every person who grew up, I've, you, yeah. you meet them now in their 20s yeah. and 30s, and they're like, I hated it. Right. Uh, why am I here? Why couldn't I, I was some uh, Mike Cernovich had posted on Twitter. How many of you went to daycare? And it's you, it's the millennial millennials and the Generation Z mostly. And they're like, I couldn't understand why somebody in my family who they say they love me. that We get together. They say, why couldn't somebody in my family just take me? Right. You know, why am I here in this God-forsaken concrete building with strangers all day? Right? Mm -hmm. You're there because of the third industrial revolution. Exactly. Because we have to pay for all the stuff. We have to pay for the money to buy the vacuum cleaners. We have to pay for the money to, to, to for the insurance on the cars. We have, to, we have to go to work to pay for all of these things. We are not experiencing Deuteronomy chapter 8. We are not experiencing Deuteronomy chapter 28. We are experiencing Leviticus 26. <laughs> okay. We are experiencing Leviticus 26. And it, that actually is part of their website. Leviticus 26. Let's see if I can find it. Um, in Leviticus 26, it talks about the... Um, what, what's going to happen to you when we do not follow him? You will waste away in the lands of our enemies because of our sins. We are wasting away. Everybody, there is no reason to be fighting this fight in the political realm. Yeah. There are people who are desperate to go ballot harvest and all these things. There's no, here's the thing. I Yes, you know what? The, the land is being flooded. The bad guys are coming in. At least some people are, you know, fighting. Okay, so fight whatever you're, you you got to do. Matt Walsh going to the Tennessee um, legislature and um, making it illegal to um, 
cut children's body parts off in Tennessee. Yeah. But you cut off one head and then California, and as a result, California and Washington or Oregon are making it, making themselves sanctuary states to parents who, um, one parent, if there's a divorce, can just bring their kid in there and say, sanctuary state, boom, we're cutting the genitals off here. Yeah. Right? This is not the way we... This is the way of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? And so why aren't we there? Because Michelle and I are, prepare, are preparing our land. We just got piglets. That's so true. We have a garden to put in. When we I have, said I don't know no, why we're not there, I'm what telling, I meant was something. from no, the spiritual standpoint. I know. I'm like, actually getting to the spiritual standpoint. You're okay, not hearing me. I'm hearing you loud no, and clear. No, no. I mean this. Let me finish. Okay, okay. We have a fence to put in. Yeah. We've got baby chickens. And we are doing our part to rededicate this land because we are going to be in Hawking Hills, Ohio, May 12th, 13th, and 14th. Because there's one way to rededicate, and that is to make the declaration. And we have our representatives and we have our friends there who are making the declaration. Yes. And Michelle and I are getting our property ready to be blessed by God. And we're going to go and do our way of rededicating the land. And Hawking Hills, we're teaching four classes on doing the work of healing the land. And so this is our spiritual part of this. All I meant was, I don't know why God wouldn't allow us to be there with all of our friends. I do. It was a rhetorical statement of, I don't know why. Okay. I was just but no, saying. I was, I know why I'm not there. Okay. No, I no. do too. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm hearing what you're saying. You're missing what I'm saying. I get it. I am a hundred percent behind everything that you're saying. I was just saying, forget the fact that I said, I don't know. What I should have said is I really wish that we could there. have been there. That's all I meant. No, I want to be, I want to be there, but there is something incredibly spiritual yeah. about what we are doing right now. Right. That is working in 100%. tandem yes. with this. It's yes. To it's make it happen. <laughs> yes. To make it work, to rededicate the land back to God, the land, the soil, you gotta getting do back the to work. the natural ways of living. Yes. Okay. Our founding fathers came here with the vision of a beautiful land to farm it. Shut your eyes and think about a drive that you've taken in the country and, mm. the, and the peace that you've got with the birds and the trees and the crops and the farms. And you see the barns and the family and the, and the laundry hanging out. Now shut your eyes and, 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 and go to New York City and hear the horn <laughs> and see the people rushing to the stock market and all these things. To their jobs. There is only one way. To get those people set free mm. out of those cities and into the land promises God has for them. Amen. And so as they rededicate their hearts, we're rededicating our hearts to the land. So we good. are repenting of raping the soil because God created everything and he said, it is good. It is good. And now with the concrete jungles, and these kids in daycare... Drive through any town. I have driven through so many towns and they all look the same. Driven in Florida. I've driven in, um, just in the past year, driven in um, uh, out of Dallas, driven in um, 
different parts of Texas. And it's all icky. You got the Bed Bath & Beyond, yeah. these giant concrete buildings. And this is not Deuteronomy 8. Okay? God is not wanting to bless this and for us to continue on with, you know, Ben & Jerry's ice cream and all this stuff. We have to get back to a more natural way. And how do we do that? We repent. So we are doing a rededication of repenting, getting back to the natural ways, because repentance means to turn and do something different. Exactly. Okay. No, that's a hundred percent. So, so when we do our revelation red pill series that we're doing, it's twofold. Not only are we talking about modern end times theory, but mostly what we want to focus on is we have promises in the Bible mm -hmm. and they are land promises. And that has come. And I love what they were saying about that, the meaning of that word to renew the covenant, right? And so we're going to be renewing the covenant that God gave to America, right? Not just, you know, Israel's covenant. And then, you know, now we're grafted in that kind of thing, but actually renewing the covenant again and again and again. And I don't care how many times it takes to renew this covenant. Right. We did it in Plymouth in 2020. Other people have done it prior to us and they're going to continue to do it. They're going to do it in 16 for 1607 here today in Virginia. And I'm just so excited. So you guys um, tune in all day on Rumble, Resistance Chicks Rumble, and just watch. And I promise you that you will be encouraged. You will be uplifted and you will recognize that God is not done with America. He is not done with his people. And then at the end of the day, if you want to bow out, a little bit early and tune into the revelation red pill. You can on the kingdom round table, or we will be restreaming re it live after the fact. So you guys can all tune into that as well. Probably around, um, 11 o'clock or something late at night. Okay. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth and we will see you next week for more of our Christian heritage series. And again, don't forget, sign up for emails at resistancechicks.com. dedicate this land and ourselves to reach the people within these shores with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up godly generations after us and with these generations take the kingdom of God to all the earth. May this covenant of dedication remain to all generations as long as this earth remains and may this land along with England be evangelist to the world. May all who see this cross remember what we have done here and may those who come here to inhabit join us in this covenant and in this most noble work that the Holy Scriptures may be fulfilled. For centuries to come, America would prosper and grow under this new covenant. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. declaration of independence.
are the resistance. Let's go.